In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Everybody and welcome uh, to an, an edition of the DYM podcast. Ooh-wee. No longer is it defend your movie DYM because you know why? Because it's not just movies, Andy. Right? You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, baby. <laughs> um, we appreciate you guys listening, and in fact, uh, we can start off with some some really good news. Like the DYM podcast has their first. Uh, the first fan, the first week of DYM podcast is a woman named Melissa contacted me. She said, I'm listening to your podcast. I love it. So there you go. DYM right. is, taking, is taking over the nation, dude. I think that one it's like person at a time. <laughs> All good things come to those who wait. I believe someone said at one point. We're, we're basically, I would say, are we at Andrew Schultz level at this point? Are we? Uh, yeah. You yeah. got an Andrew, right? I'm an Andrew. So what's going on, dude? How are you? Uh, you want to tell people what's going on, or you want to talk about something else? Yeah, sure. We can tell everybody. It's uh, I apologize for taking the week off. Unfortunately, uh, my father Joe passed away last week after a, uh, a an amazing run of ninety six years. Ninety six years. It, he had a long, super happy life. He was the smiliest, uh, happiest dude I know. So. Um, we will miss him, obviously, but uh, it's it's hard not to think of all the, the good memories of him and not feel good that way. So uh, the sadness kind of comes and goes in waves, yeah. um, as I'm sure you know uh, with your father passing away a couple years ago. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't unexpected, and he died peacefully. So I want to say thank you to everybody who reached out and, like, Sean, everybody who sent flowers or, or food to my mom and our family. It was really uh, so sweet of everybody, and it really made us feel good, and it did feel good to hear from everybody. And so apologies if I have yet to get back to people, but uh, yeah. I think that, I, that's understandable, dude. <laughs> right, right. I, um, I, it really doesn't go unnoticed. So, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that uh, happens in life. Like I said, he was an old guy, and his age finally caught up with him. So there's really not much more of a life you could have lived. But man, and, talk like about a, talk about a life, man! What a, what yeah. a, what a, what, a, what a, like a, a man's man he was! Like really, like, truly a man's man. He was, uh, you know, born in 1923. He went to, you know, RPI to become a mechanical engineer. In between college, he went to World War II, played in the Olympics, and then went back to college, got his degree. You know, should, met my mom do, years can we, later. Can we write a screenplay about your dad? We probably should. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like. Right now, this is like, this is the part, you know what sucks about life is this, is that right now, this is the part where everybody's giving all the attention, oh, because your dad died, and, and, and really when it comes down to it, even if you don't realize this is what you're thinking, you're like, why didn't you get excited about him when he was around? Like, why don't you guys call me and say how great he is when he's around? <laughs> yeah. Because, well, you know. not to totally, you know, uh, here's the thing, people did say that about my dad though that was the crazy thing people would take the moment to go your dad is a special guy 
So it yeah. did come up every now and then. It was so I, I don't know. It's a, the one thing my I I did notice, which was very new to me. Obviously, was uh, like I said, it comes and goes, and I'm generally doing okay with the whole thing because, like I said, it was unexpected. It was not unexpected. And you seem a little, uh, you seem a little somber, a little somber. Yeah, a little somber. But like I said, like the hey, end, it makes sense. Yeah, we knew that he was really, you know, losing strength and. Yeah, you would tell uh, me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I knew it was coming, uh, but of course, it's a smack in the face when it actually happens. That being said, the first moment I realized that that really kind of caught me off guard was this past Saturday. There was a a big UFC fight on ESPN. Yeah. My dad, toward the end, like started to love UFC. Like He loved Conor McGregor and everything. And I had that unconscious thing of watching it, and I go, I got to let my dad know this is on. And then I went, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. That was the good. first one where I went, oh, shit. I just didn't realize it. Yeah. You know, because he wouldn't pay attention. I'd be like, I have to call him and let him know that's on so he can watch it. And that was the first really stinger that I had. Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah. But other than that, my mom is doing great. My mom's been a real champion. You know, I, I knew she was a strong little lady, but uh, she really impressed me. And even I'll give props to my my, uh, my younger sister, too, who is very emotional. And I thought she was going to be a lot worse, like not in a negative way, but I just thought she was going to handle it. Um, she was just going to have a hard time with it. And she's been doing great, too. So it's like, I'm proud of everybody, and that makes me feel good inside. That makes me feel a whole lot better that they're doing okay. It yeah. makes it easier for me, you know, because in the end, I think, even though it's, you say, like, man's man, you're like, I still feel that need to make sure everybody's okay before I am. You know what I mean? Uh, and I absolutely. think that comes from my dad because that's the way he was. He never put himself first ever. Yeah. You know? That's so. that old school way. It's like it's a, it's a much more selfless way of being. Yeah, that's what he was, and that was my dad to a T. I mentioned that in the uh, eulogy, which, whoo, buddy, oh, that was a tough one. Oh my god, I, 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 oh my god, I don't think I can do that by myself. I, I mean, I, my sisters went before me, you know, and then me, I headlined. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, my older sister spoke, and you, then just, I you just start doing bits at the end of it. You have to fill time. <laughs> Well, you have Joe. You have Joe. You have dad bits. You have yeah, dad I jokes. did kind of put one of my jokes about my dad, not as the full joke, but it was more. I made it more of an anecdote about him, about how my dad, if was he was driving and you were sitting shotgun, essentially front seat, he would literally pull up to an intersection. He'd go check right, which was just your homework <laughs> assignment. Then you had to check right for oncoming truck. It was crazy. It was a crazy thing. So I kind of put that in there. <laughs> As like a fun little story, um, but I, ever- I had to catch myself twice. Uh, I, I didn't make it through clean, man. I, I got choked up. Of course, no, it was a tough. You know what? I think okay. So my experience was that my dad died a long time ago. Okay, not that I'm saying it's still not sad. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. Just as literally 20 years ago, March was 20 years, and he was a young guy, and it wasn't sudden because he was sick for a year and a half. But right, what got me just because I'm wondering if you had the same thing was I was pretty much fine during the wakes and then before it. But I cried right when he died because he died in our house. And then, but um, the funeral is what got me. I saw my friend crying on the stoops of the church and that got me for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. And then I went up on stage and we said something. We re- re- you know, read something or whatever it was, but to give a speech would have been, I, I got to hand it to you because I wouldn't have been able to do it. 
Thanks, man. I, I, I poured over writing it, and, it, you know, I, I do understand that. It's that thing, like, in grade school when if you're joking around and you're getting scolded by a teacher or an adult or whoever, and if you look at your friend and they're going to make you laugh, it's that same thing where, like, for me, I would be doing okay, and then I'd see, like, my best friend who's known my dad since day one from preschool – when they came to the viewing and I saw Steve break down, then I yeah. lost it too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like yawning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I, I've been doing okay though. So uh, I just had. Yeah, you have those moments. It just comes and goes. Yeah, know? man. I hear you. And, Every day uh, I'll get a little better though. But that's. So you know, that's what happens. It's not like. It's one of those things where people are like. Oh my God, are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, because nothing actually physically happens to you, but you're like, yeah, I just have to get you. It's like a new, get like a new normal. Yeah. People talk about coronavirus, new normal. You have like, it dad is. passes away, new normal. It's a new normal. And it and feels weird. And it's good. like you said, it comes in waves. That's what's going to happen. That was the unfortunate thing too with the whole goddamn coronavirus thing is we really couldn't celebrate this great man's life the way we wanted to. And we had a great turnout at the church and the mass, but really only have like a quick viewing from like 9 to 10 a.m. And then 10 a.m. was a Catholic mass and then a burial, which you had a military burial and uh, the amount of people that was limited though. So I had a, all our out of state relatives who are a little older now because my dad was in his late hundreds, you yeah. know, so all his nieces and nephews are even like older than sixties and seventies. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Yeah. So like it would, they can't travel because we have a lot of them in Texas and California. The two places that have spiked the most oh, is my where God. they live. So that was I'm a surprised kind of they, I'm surprised they still didn't come out because that's old. One thing old people love is when funerals, like they, yeah. they don't love it. They don't love it, but they'll, they'll, they, they, they'll mobilize. Like they yeah, yeah, mobilize yeah. funerals and voting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they can take a bus to, they'll just get really psyched about. Yeah, it was just too far. Like, we had some of the younger kids. Like, my cousin Tony lives in New York, and, you know, he was technically my dad's, like, third nephew or whatever the hell that weird math works out in families. You know, yeah. he came, and but it was just it, – yeah, I, I get it. We'll have a big memorial, big party for him down the road when everything's lifted. But it is weird to see people in church and masks, and uh, they, yeah. they had to close the casket for the viewing from the family. So we went in there from nine to nine fifteen, nine twenty with the open casket, and then they go at nine thirty or nine forty five. We have to shut the casket for the viewing public. I go, homeboy's not getting any sicker. I don't know why you got to close the casket. You're not spreading any more. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that was a rule, but I guess it's something that, like you said, the new normal. We got to live with. But, it's um, such a weird, uh, weird thing, but yeah, you seem good, man. You got a new, yeah. Thank new you cut. again to everybody. Yeah, and it was nice. We had a bunch of people over the house. Uh, some it was mostly like the young people, the college friends, and the the, the hometown friends. And, I'll tell you, man. Like what what happens is, like you said, like with with that that let momentary thought of like gonna call them because of this. Yeah, like that. That's the little. That's the little things that get that gets you. Like that yep. gets you. And that's that was. I was in public and I had to be like, bite my yeah, little. yeah. I had. I thought I. I was walking around and it was probably. I don't know. Maybe a year after my dad died. Actually, no. Probably shorter than that. Maybe six months. And I saw a guy from behind and I was like, "That's him. Uh, that's my. That's my." And I was like, "That's him. That's definitely him." And I was like, to the point where. You're physically going to go up and tap him on the shoulder and be like, "Are you, are you sure you're not?" The guy? Right. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, so, so, and I'm, I come from I, like American Irish family, which is yeah. very, very, you know, it's the, the thing is you don't express how you're feeling and you don't, the best thing you can do when somebody passes away, I think is be as vocal about it as possible is blub. Who cares? Blubber as much yeah. as you want, because that's going to help you. Cause I've seen examples of both people who don't do that and people who do. And the people who actually deal with it properly seem healthier years yeah. down the road. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you're having thoughts about it, you just say it or you cry or you fucking yell about whatever the fuck it gets that it get it's like all energy anyway. It gets that shit out, you know? Oh, for sure. I've had no lack of crying. I, I'm in a, like, yeah, these the emotional Italian Irish Catholics. I mean, at least for me, we do bottle things up, but for me, when it happens, I let it all out. So it's been uh, better over the last few days, but again, Sorry. not to get, not to dwell too much on it. Are you, um, are you still by home? Are you still by home or? I'm back in Astoria, Queens now. Uh, I came back this week. Um, but, yeah, I did spend a lot of time with my mom. Have you been trying and, to kill time and watch anything on, uh, like, movies or whatever? Or, well, you know? I'll tell you what we came, what we talked about two weeks ago. You said you were uh, reacquainting yourself with Inside Man. Well, yeah, I, I didn't want to bring that up because that's another hurtful day for you. <laughs> well, here's what I uh, mistakenly I took that for The Insider with Russell Crowe. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Which was the movie that I was referring to on yeah, another sad time. So I saw Inside Man come up on Netflix. I go, oh, I was talking about a totally different movie. <laughs> and so I watched it the other night. It was great. It's great, isn't it? Oh, cool. Okay. Inside yeah. Man, just like Michael Clayton, can be a, uh, a, a DYM podcast favorite. If you haven't oh, seen yeah. Michael, Michael Clayton, watch Michael Clayton. But Yeah, uh, it's been on HBO a bunch if you have I rewatched Inside Man, isn't it? I, it's probably, I've, I've never seen it, actually. I don't know why. It, that was one that just got it beyond me. Well, you know, I think I, I think I, I, it was supposed to be directed by, uh, by Mark. What are you doing over there? You're hitting mute and you're going in and no, out. No, I'm not. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Check issues here, gang. How about now? Uh, you sound fine. It sounded, you muted your, I keep getting the mute signal from you. Oh, still, even oh, now? No, now you're good. All right. Every now and then it would pop up and you'd go from a different mic to a new mic, but now you're For some reason, you great. The USB 3.0 connection on my mic does this. I don't know why. Oh, 3.0. 3. 3.0. 3.0. Hey, even in death, kids still got it. <laughs> <laughs> in death. Um, but, yeah, dude, so I basically uh, – I I'm a fan. Of, that's one of my. It's in my. It's probably in my top fifteen. I don't know. The yeah. top twenty. Uh, inside that, I I think it's an underrated movie. Apparently, it was supposed to be Scorsese originally directing it, but he didn't. I read that. Yes. Um, and I just think it's also one of the best things that Spike Lee has done. Yeah, really good because Spike Lee movie. I love a good fucking heist movie, man, with twists and turns and action. Yeah, it was great. I just love the. It's like. Ocean's Eleven was on the other day, and I just got, I sit there and I watch it every time. Just I know. I love I love people pulling the wool over and stealing uh, from the bad guys. Not, you know, I've but, seen it so much; it's, it's just comforting at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. So I love a good heist bank robbery movie. Really good. Clive Owen's really good. Uh, Denzel is really good, and I'm not the biggest Denzel fan because I'm always like, "Hey, he's kind of one note," and. There's a little bit of that Denzel. You know, he's still Denzel, but it wasn't the annoying Denzel. It wasn't like 
Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't was him. It wasn't him doing it. Man on Fire uh, Denzel that I liked. Yes, Man on Fire I love as well. Um, yeah. yeah, it was like cooler Denzel. It was like when he, at one point he goes, Detective First Grade Keith Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Because he makes yeah. first grade detective in the movie, but but yeah, I know what you mean. He, it wasn't Training Day Denzel, like when he was going. Right, right. That's the, that's what's great. That's actually I like him. I don't mind him because I think he can go back and forth on that. When you have Pacino, on the other hand, who is just kind of like he put his foot on the gas and never took it off. You know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Also, but but then if you take Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Pacino, you go, oh, he's using wacky Pacino now for good. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's using the Pacino character. Uh, it's, it really, really fits because it's this overtop Pacino character, but done with like Jewish uh, film executive twist. Like, right, it's, it's, right, right. It's really good. You know? uh, but yeah, dude, Inside Man is great. I, I watched, Real fun. I, th- I think I watched it for the first time was Wayne's World 2. I, I don't think I ever saw it originally. Oh, you know me. One of the, I, one of the most underrated sequels I think, out there. <laughs> it's Somebody, really funny. Did you love it? There's some. I liked it a lot. I liked it way better than I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, it's still a sequel. It's never going to be the first one. But there's right. some really funny bits in there. And speaking of which, we should also say uh, R.I.P. to another legend, uh, Carl Reiner. We just lost. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Jerk is, if I'm just going comedies alone in my top three favorite comedies of all time. It's a deadly funny movie. It's a very sweet movie as well. When they sing uh, tonight... Uh, all I want is you, or tonight you belong to me. Yeah, and they're walking out of the beach like it's really. It's like one of my favorite movie, moments in movie history. It's so sweet, and uh, I just love the movie, and it's so funny. And yeah, Carl Reiner, he's he's from a different time, but he's f- funny. Absolutely, really funny writer. And, and but the reason I bring up uh, him not only because he passed away, it's just kind of coincidental because there's that one of my favorite scenes in Wayne's World too where they're waiting to go on the radio and plug Wayne Stock. Uh, Wayne and Garth are sitting in the um, yeah. waiting room. But Handsome Dan? Handsome Dan, and he actually goes up. There's a cameo by Drew Barrymore, though. She's the receptionist from Sweden. And she's so beautiful, and he kind of takes a step back. He's walking backwards, and he hits the coffee table. And he goes, whoop, Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little Carl Reiner connection right there. But, yeah, dude. Harry Shearer, and then Ted McGinley uh, yes, as, yes. as Mr. Scream, actually, not Handsome Dan. No, it's, it's – it's, is that Ted McGinley or is that um, – what's his he name? Was Jefferson Darcy on uh, – Yeah, but isn't Ted McG- – oh, yeah, you're right. It is Ted McGinley. Yeah, that's Ted McGinley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, you, you're getting uh, John C. McGinley as well. There's a couple McGinleys. There's a couple McGinleys in there. He's uh, but, yeah, it's so funny. It's, it's my favorite use of the word cranked by Harry Shearer. He goes, he's just doing that all – uh-huh. Uh-huh, they're doing the whole, we can say anything we want right now. You're not even listening. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he finally stops. He goes, hey, guys, Wayne Campbell, Garth Algar, great stuff. Wayne stuck. I think people are really starting to get cranked. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great use of the word cranked. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of Airheads. You ever see Airheads? Very much, very much, I, which is another underrated movie. I love Airheads, man. He goes, it's a great movie. Buscemi comes outside with the gun, and he goes, hey, we're partying in here. We have all, we, we goes, he goes, we're partying here. We have all sorts of beer. <laughs> all sorts of beer? All sorts of beer. We're partying. We have all sorts of beer. <laughs> what the fuck? That's fantastic. I, uh, I watched that, and I'm trying to think of the other movies that I watched. I, got, like, I didn't get a... 
Oh, I watched. No, what I watched. Oh, we can talk about this. I, maybe you saw it. I think you saw it. Uh, Ad Astra, which I don't know if I should bring it up, to be honest. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, no, I'm saying uh, topic-wise, it's about. Oh, yeah, it's about <laughs> that's pretty funny. Fa- it's about well, fathers we and sons. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, one of the movies that I went into with a little reservation and then loved the whole thing. Well, sometimes these movies come along. I liked it a lot. I did like it. But it's one of these movies where – so now the world that we live in is like you have, you have dramas and then you have dramas. And yeah, this one's a slow burner. This one is a drama. Like, there, <laughs> like there's not even any – I don't think there's a, a affable – I don't think there's a quirky person in the whole movie. I think, it's you know what a I'm saying? tough like, sit, but it's, I think, worth it. It's like watching a movie cast that uh, with a cast full of CIA operatives. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> everybody's military in it, but I did like it. It's it's very heavy. It's yeah. It, it speaks to Beautiful. my you know things I get emotional about, like dad stuff and for sure. And it's also it's done really well. And it's got great acting in it. But yeah, I liked it a lot. You're not gonna have some. There's no weird. Maybe there's one weird look joke. Maybe at one point. But there is. I don't. There's zero sense of humor. <laughs> What'd you say? That's what I remember. Do you follow automotive news or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey. And every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good-looking car, <laughs> check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. I'm just saying that because I'm like, maybe I missed it because there's zero sense of humor in this, in yeah, this movie. Yeah. And there's, it is just a straight up. And I kind of like when they – and it's – which is movies fine. have a tone like that. I like when they do that. I, I don't mind it. It's, it sure. actually is different. Like everything, comedy has kind of infiltrated everything at this point that it's like, it's pretty refreshing when you have something that's like, oh, the directive of this was to be very, very somber and serious. And like, because also it, it helped you think of the future as depressing. And that's what they were trying to convey. Like sure. showing the commercial trips to the moon and how it, they're very like, they're like airplanes, but it's just quiet and weird and ominous. It's like that, it's like weirdly, it's like quietly awkward a, a lot of times throughout the movie, yeah. you know? So, uh, the, yeah, I, not every movie needs comic relief. It's, no, you know, no, I, I agree. I, I, that's why I enjoy this. There are a, a lot of my favorite movies are drama movies. I don't think there's really a comedy per se in my top five. I think a lot of my favorite movies are the ones that sometimes are either very dark comedy and not still, I don't even want to label it that, but the ones that have the tone of drama and maybe do it very slyly have that little bit of comedy. Like a, the graduate kind of comes to mind. It's not a funny movie, but there's little tiny bits of comic relief. Like <laughs> cool hand Luke has those sweeter moments where it's like, it's not even really comedy, but it's just more, it's just not as serious as the rest of the tone. Of right. The movie. And Ad Astra didn't even have that. <laughs> not even have that. And on top of it, you you kind of bring it back to Wayne's World too because of Graduate, the last scene in the Graduate. Yeah, yeah, oh, perfect. They do it, and they do a shot for shot remake of the last couple minutes of the Graduate yeah. with the. Uh, oh. And he goes. Yeah. 
I was going to say that reminded me of a cool story that I heard because somebody brought up the original Wayne's World to me recently, and I heard a cool story that I never had heard before was that the original cut of Wayne's World came out to like 50 minutes, 5 Really? The producer oh, like, that makes sense. You, you yeah. got to get this yeah, to feature length, you know? Yeah. And that's why if you go back and watch Wayne's World, there's a lot of one-off kind of almost Saturday Night Live-ish skits skits and bits in there yeah to fill time you go oh i bet that was a filler and that's like they do the three endings they're like now let's do the scooby-doo ending yeah just to eat up some time and but it works a funny story and it works because those two guys are such are like two of the all-time great snl cast members and they break the fourth wall in that one and they break the fourth wall in the in the in the second one too yeah uh but they have it's kind of like that that's it's, it's a good thing to explore um, because I also, the graduate I like as a movie, it's not in my top 10. Um, Me neither, but I like, yeah. But it's that a last, that a graduate I think is a movie that the last scene, uh, is why it's so legendary besides the whole relationship, you know, the, the Mrs. Robinson stuff. And that's become part of the, you know, the, the public consumption, but mm-hmm. that last scene, the way it's shot, it's like, it's, it's a very, talk about, like I was just saying with Ad Astra, like, a weird when you because they take the sound out. Remember when he's banging on the glass, and then you see technique. the parents. It's a weird. It makes you feel weird. Like it makes you feel because then on top of it, like that's the, I think it might have been one of the first movies to do this because I think it was considered like an indie movie for the sixties. Like it wasn't yeah. it was made for like Is no it money. Michael's first movie. Yeah, uh, it might be. Yeah, yeah. But even the ending, it's not a it's not a happy ending. No. It's that because, ambiguous, weird ending that's been, you know, spoofed a million times. Yeah, the exactly. Them on the bus, not saying, and awkwardly looking around like, oh, what did we just do kind of thing. And you're right. It's been revisited time and time again in TV shows and movies. But it's really kind of, it's, but it's more real life than, than, than movie endings usually are. Like, you would get to the, like, it's funny. Like, them running out of the church would have been, that's your blockbuster ending. It's like, cool, happily ever after. Them right. hopping on the bus and being like, "Oh wait, like what? What are we doing? What's going on? Yeah. Like, you know, like that's so much more dude. for real." Is he? Oh yeah, I mean, he's the night. He's the Nichols of Nichols and May. Like he was a comedy duo. Yeah, yeah. He was like a stage actor, then a director. I mean, like a really insane showbiz career that I don't think a lot of people know about. He was also like Mike Nichols is not his real name. It's like some crazy Polish. It's like. Mikhail Igor Petrachowski or something like that. Jesus. Yeah. You're not going to get ahead of it in this business with that name, kid. <laughs> uh, do you know what, you know what Michael, uh, Michael Keaton's real name is? Do you know what his name is? No, I don't. It's Michael Douglas. Come on. It is. And he can't, he couldn't, <laughs> he, couldn't he couldn't join SAG with that name. Right. Because of Michael Douglas, so he changed it to Michael Keaton. Oh, that's fantastic. He also used to do stand-up Michael Keaton. Yes, that's true. That's what they call uh, That's a DYM fun fact, baby. <laughs> we, call, we call them DYM tidbits. <laughs> DYM tidbits. Uh, yeah, so I watched that. I watched that, and I watched something else, but I can't remember what it is. I started to watch the um, Will Ferrell Netflix movie with Rachel oh. Adams, and I, didn't, it, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. <laughs> It's like uh, the fire of Saga, and the Saga of 
fire and ice or something. Yeah, yeah. You know the yeah. plot. They're, yeah, it's like they're trying to make the best European song. No, Eurovision, time. yeah. Your Eurovision song. Whatever. And uh, here's the thing. What is Eurovision? Is that a type of music? Is that what that is? Uh, that was the show. That was like the showcase. It was basically their, I guess, America's Got Talent kind of thing. Yeah. Or the singer, you know, whatever. So uh, I only got about 45 minutes in before I turned it off to play video games <laughs> just because I was like, this isn't doing it for me. But it's got and what's-her-name in it who I love. I love Will Ferrell, too. He consistently makes me laugh, but it just wasn't grabbing me because it was just kind of the same shtick. Um, I don't want to be an asshole when I say this, but do you think that Will Ferrell is just fucking with everybody at this point? <laughs> Like, don't you I think, don't like, if you, guys, if you guys are that level, it's almost like Jim Carrey, same thing, where it's like, guys who, uh, they've gotten so much to the pinnacle of show business comedy or comedy in general, that they're like, I'm going to purposely not be funny for the last 20 years of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, here's 30 what years I of think. my life. I don't think they would purposely do that. I think once you've reached that level, I think you're just going to do whatever you want that you have fun doing, because you've been awarded that license. So maybe he just had a really fun time, loved the script, and wanted to do it, and doesn't care. That's what I think. Like Sandler, just like wants to make movies for his friends, you know. Yeah. I mean, because that those have been pieces of shit for a long time now. <laughs> yeah, but but the new one's great. Ron Missy is great. Oh, buddy, I couldn't watch ten minutes of it. Oh, you're out of your mind. Are you kidding? Oh, I love Lauren Lapkus too, but she was so goddamn annoying. Oh, I thought she was really funny in it. I thought she oh, was really? like, I thought it brought it back to like that old school. I thought, <laughs> I thought it brought back to that old school, uh, like, like Sandler movie stuff where, and also making the, like the main characters, you know, like the happy Gilmore, Billy Madison thing where it's like, yeah, it's the main crux of it. You know, whatever it is. Right. I thought she was great. in it. I thought she was great. Here's a little connection though. I do have from the wrong Missy. Uh, this is going to become six degrees with you. I am at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. It's a, uh, so Molly Sims, who played the right Missy and the wrong Missy, right. I won't give anything else away for those who want to watch. Um, start. Did you ever watch Las Vegas, the TV show? No, it was fantastic. Yeah, and they just had a marathon on this whole past weekend, and I watched like fifty of them. It was so fun. She is so funny and so hot. You're just like, oh, that's a what she was so great. It's got Josh Duhamel. It's got James Con. Uh, James Con. I call him Jimmy Con. Um, wait, wait, so wait, how long did that show last? Yeah, so Marcel, it was like five seasons. Was it really? Yeah, it was really cool. It was an hour-long, like, comedy drama. It was great, man. Wait, where did they show the, where did they do the marathon? E! Entertainment News. They must have got a real cheap property on that one. <laughs> like, how do we fill people's corona time with fucking, what can we do? It was a nice thing to revisit, because I watched the reruns a couple years ago, and then it disappeared. And it was a pleasant surprise to find it on. Um, oh, I'm surprised it's not streaming on something. Maybe it is. Uh, I mean, I'll check it out on, under your recommendation. Yeah, dude. It's a, there's funny. There's one of the guys who's like one of the heads of security. This guy's name's James LeSure in real life. His character's name is Mike Cannon. Oh, that's funny. Topic, but yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, Mike Cannon's hair was pink for a while. Yeah, what do you? Yeah, I mean, do, we'll do whatever you want these times. He's married with a kid. It's probably yeah, you can do whatever. Make your kid laugh, you know, with green hair, pink hair. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, are you doing? Any, are you going to do any uh, any Zoom shows or anything? Uh, no, I have. I did a. I did a few uh, shows of stand up. And oh yeah, how did that go? 
So, yeah, I, I, I did an outdoor show in Pennsylvania. Soul Joe, very good guy. Soul, yeah, it was basically, I did stand-up to a tailgate, which is essentially what it was. Yeah. Everybody had their uh, trunks open in a parking lot, and I was kind of on this hill. And it worked fine. I did about 43 minutes, Ooh. and it was they were too far away, but they were very nice. And you could tell they wanted to be out and at a show because the reception was very good, and... It's just, dude, the mechanics, buddy, are. So, did they have take oh. a while? Oh like, yeah, for, I'm gonna. For me, I, I, have least, my... like, I thought I was racing, you know, which is like when you when you do it every night, you have your pacing down, and just after 94 days, I was just felt like I was cruising through my bits and stuff, and yeah. I was looking for the light, and I, I got off. I was like, dude, I hope that was. She was like, no, you did 43. And I, and I did every single one of my bits that I had, you know, written out for the show. Yeah. Did they, uh, did they have chairs? Yeah. They basically brought their own lawn chairs and stuff like that. The setup was nice. It was nice weather. And it was just a different thing. I, you know, it was just felt good to get out there and run through my set and make a few bucks at the same time and kind of get out of my routine. But, what, uh, uh, what was the other one that you did? I, or you got like uh, multiple shows there, right? No, I just did one there. I did the diner drive-in show. Uh, yeah, I'm doing that next week. Which was good, too. I'm glad I was able to do that and really shake off the cobwebs um, because that was actually the really first time I had been on stage in three and a half months. So that was just like a 15-minute set. Um, and then <laughs> I, uh, I was up in Mohegan Sun this past Saturday with Greg, and uh, I did a couple of spots there. We had Greg uh, Stone. Greg Stone, sorry, yes. And that was the first thing that felt really right to me because it was a club and it was 50% Wait, was it, in, was it indoors? Yeah, it was in comics at Foxwoods. I mean, uh, Mohegan Sun. Whoa. Yeah, they had, five, had 50%. The casino was open. Um, Wait, so was there, how were the crowds? First crowd was very light and kind of reserved. The second crowd for the later show on Saturday was uh, bigger and a lot more fun. I did a little bit of crowd work. It felt the most normal it's been since this thing started. Yeah, that wow. actually felt like stand-up comedy to me. Wow, that's actually that's interesting. Yeah, but uh, it was still there. They had people separated. Everybody was socially distant. That's um, the club that's run by the worst people in comedy. <laughs> Mark is great. Who, Mark? Mark is great. Mark Wiesenthal, who I love. Oh, I don't know who that is. Very good. I, I, also, I don't care. The, the guys who own it, it's like, there's shitheads, but who cares at this point? It's like, it's the end of the world because they're probably not bad guys. Who cares? Have you done any stand-up at all? Not live yet. Tuesday's going to oh, be wow. my first one. And then besides that, I haven't really, I haven't tried to rebook anything yet. i just been kind of like... <laughs> I'm like, you know yeah. what I'm not gonna. It's one of those things where I was hearing about clubs in the city opening back up in July, but that's not happening now. Now um, we get pushed back. And as far as road stuff goes, I'm like, I don't want to. I was supposed to do that album in May, which I've mentioned before. I think maybe even last time we did this. Yeah, uh, Nichols in May. Nichols in May. Like, thanks, buddy. And um, <laughs> and I don't. I kind of would rather just put it off and have things that were legit shows that I can run through it. Oh, like, dude, yeah, you got to work it for. So if I do it like where it's like it comes out a year later, where it's like I take sure. fall to, to fall to run it and then do it in the winter and it comes out in the spring, like whatever. I don't know. Well, that's the thing too with my headlining set. I needed to look at my notes almost every five minutes. It was just like once I get the chunk started, I can go through for five or ten. But yeah. if I didn't have my set list up there, 
I would have been lost. I needed to look. That's the thing. It's like those little me- mechanics and just the memory of being like, what are my jokes again? Oh, right. You know, once I see the title, then I can rattle it off. But even then, like some tags and stuff, you go, oh, yeah, I forgot to say that. You know? Yeah, so yeah. It's going to be rusty, I but, you, you, I mean, especially going into an album, you want to have that worked out as much as possible. Uh, right now, at this moment, I don't think I can tell you one of my jokes. I know. I was telling somebody the other day, I was, I, I was telling Vecchio, we were, took a walk, and I was like, yeah, I have the story that I've been doing for a while now, and I couldn't remember how it started. Yeah. I couldn't even remember. Yeah, the, the only saving grace is I've been throwing old jokes in on Zoom shows just to so I don't forget. Yeah, like I have yeah. them on my notes or my old videos, and I'll jot down, oh, okay, start saying that one. Just because it's like, oh, it fills time, and it'll keep the muscle of that. It is kind of fun in a way to rediscover them all, you know? But yeah, they, probably, that's why they probably go better because you're not sick of saying them because you have to months off from saying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, and the only other thing, too, which is kind of a bummer, is that you get that little taste, you get your fix, and then I was like, ah, oh, now I just want to do more shows, and I just have literally nothing lined up for any yeah. sort of immediate future. Yeah, I know. I, it, that's how I, I know I'm going to feel that way. Because I was like, I've had some fun. Like, there's Zoom shows where – well, at least my mindset on the Zoom shows for stand-up is, like, there's no stakes whatsoever. Sure. Zero stakes. I, the way I think of it is, like, uh, I don't – not that I don't care if I – I'm going to care if I bomb, but I'll care for about 12 seconds, and then I'll just move on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's totally. also – it's very – it also made me realize, I'm like, maybe I, you know, I like to – I like to ch- – that's the other thing. I'm like, maybe it's dangerous where I'm like, I'd like to change the type of comic I am, like, delivery-wise. Not, not that – change who I am, but just slow down. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's one of my pet peeves that I do is I talk way too fucking fast and I, but it's kind of your personality. I don't think it's a negative, you know, I mean, I, that's, it, it's it, endearing it, the way you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's some, somewhat, you know, but I uh, get it. Yeah. That's the time. Make a switch, baby. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if I, if I, if I can, if like maybe the time off rewires me and I'm up there and I don't, you know, I'm not, I just don't want to be as, as like, as I usually am, you know, but then yeah, I go, sure. you, you go back to that, you go back to that behavior because you're like, Oh, it worked in the past. So let me just be Mr. Fucking very easy to fall goofy, back on those old goofy, habits. goofy asshole. Yeah, exactly. Um, how about, uh, any, uh, any, any gals you're talking to at this point? I huh? knew that question was coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> buddy. No, I couldn't even get any, uh, any sympathy dates out of this thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Not even what I meant, but yeah, that's funny. No, I'm kidding. You, you're, te- you're texting. Yeah, I, I can hang out next week. But I just have to go to my dad's wake first. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what would make me feel better. I- <laughs> <laughs> no, none to speak. I mean, it's a real. It's a dry desert out of my dating scene, buddy. I, I it, you know, that's weird too. That you bring it up. I, I struggled with telling my ex-girlfriend even because it was we had kind of been text i don't know if i told you i went to that michael che show in uh in long island city right here in queens yeah i was kind of hanging out backstage which is not really backstage it's just kind of out yeah, the yeah, like, yeah it's like it's literally behind the people performing yeah just because all her friends are there and yeah. she texted me she goes hey i saw you at michael che and i go all right weirdo um why didn't you tell me hello and who knows for whatever reason. But we yeah, we talked talk. about that last episode. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it. And then so uh, that was like, my like, dad died three days later. So I was like, should I even tell her? Because we did. So I ended up just being like, hey, you know, uh, 
my dad uh, passed away, and I remember he he was excited because you were from Michigan. He like this is another, another great thing about my dad. I I asked, I told her where she was from. I was like, oh, she's from Michigan. He was like, oh, great girls from Michigan. Dated a great girl from Michigan in the seventies. I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. So, um, do you realize how many decades your dad was alive? Yeah, yeah. nine almost de- ten nine, over, almost ten decades. <laughs> Your dad was around the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. That's insane. Yeah. By the time the thirties rolled around, your dad was like, "That's when he was forming memories." Nineteen thirty. Yeah. So nineteen thirty, he was six years old, seven years old. That's when you like. I remember shit I did when I was like six to seven. Yeah, which is crazy. So that's when you start. You, you take that stuff with you. So I always thought that was one of the most fascinating things about him because he almost grew up with the country in a way. Like he yeah. saw every single thing for the most part that happened to the United States of America in the 20th century. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the great depression he was a part of, he was a part of the 30, you know, coming out of the prohibition. I mean, the forties, the fifties, you know, all the wars. I mean, he was in a war, you know, it was just like, I always was fascinated about how, one person could be a part of so much of a country's history. He's like smart. He's like smart Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> With more of a history. That's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> he loved that movie too. Hey, 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 yeah, you like anybody who spans decades. He probably loved it. That's, that's pretty remarkable, you know? I, yeah, it really was. So uh, he'll be missed, but uh, you got to celebrate the life more than – get down on it. Honestly, we had so much time with him. It's really hard to be too sad about it. They go, yeah, but it's, it's more, I'll miss him. That's the only thing. You, it's, you know. it's, it's chemical, man. There's no way to avoid it. It's, 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 it's just who it's human. It's like, yeah, I don't want to meet the guy who doesn't get upset. Even if your dad's 150 and passed <laughs> yeah, away. You know? Sure. Sure. Uh, that's your but, fucking uh, robot. But yeah. So yeah, sorry. Um, hopefully we didn't bring too many people down this week. Uh, ah, no, it's inter- I think it's interesting conversation, man. Yeah. I, I, he's, yeah. An, he's a guy worth talking about too. It's, it was just fun to all, not fun, but, you know, sobering and fun at the same time to go back and look through all my dad's kind of things. And, I mean, he collected everything, buddy. I mean, bordering on hoarder levels. Really? Well, that's funny. Yeah. Well, you know what? Because he was an engineer, right? So he probably thought, like, Very oh, curious oh, oh. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, too, because I collect a lot of, like, tickets. I, I think I have that gene, too, where it's just like I keep sakes. I, you know, I keep track of stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think we should – um, I think we should dedicate this episode to your dad, oh. and uh, and also um, I I, th- I would say it's a it's a crowning achievement for him, considering you know a guy who went through World War II and was an engineer. <laughs> I'd say this might have been like you know this is like the epitome of the, yeah. the, the ninety six years of his. Of his- he, yeah, he can rest in peace now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay, and I'm glad you talked about. It. I think it's interesting to talk about. People don't yeah. talk about like the the weirdness after that. Like I I like. There's, I think people think like, oh, um, I think people think a certain way about it. And then it's, it's just, there's, there's nobody who's just like, okay with it. Or there's no quick fix. Sure, there's, sure. No, there's no, you know, there's no kind of thing, but I, I, I will say, I think it was a little easier. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a young guy. He didn't die. Yeah. Riding yeah his Harley, definitely. You know, yeah, and yeah. so. <laughs> right. He's Harley. Um, uh, that'd be <laughs> funny. That, that would not to be a dick, but that'd be funny if that was the reason. That, <laughs> yeah. His age caught up to him. Now nah, it was actually uh, hot air ballooning, and <laughs> it, was, which, it, it was parkour. Yeah, he was doing parkour. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
All right, let's wrap this up, baby cakes. Uh, it's good, good to, to see talk your, to you, buddy. It's good to see your your fucking Italian Irish face. Um, <laughs> and and guys, <laughs> uh, guys, uh, make sure this is the DYM podcast. We've we've, we've changed brands. We're we're we're, we're going to blow up. We're going viral. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and tell your friends about it. I already got a message from somebody, and I shouted them out. So your name could be on this podcast. <laughs> Put it that way. We'll shout you out. Tell your friends about it, and tell them what they said. Uh, send us a picture of a potato and what you loved about the podcast. <laughs> the meat. We don't need to do the meats and the peach. We haven't done it in the past two weeks. Um, uh, but thank you guys so much for listening and uh check us out at at dym podcast the dym podcast on instagram and follow that and you'll get way more information and postings and and content on there and uh andy we'll see you next week and what is your social andrew oh you know me it's andy fiore through everything and mine is at shawnee time all the socials uh instagram twitter that's what i mean by that and um, my name on facebook but nobody's on there anymore it's a graveyard at this point um (laughs) but thanks so much graveyard oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i'm kidding Um, of course uh and we'll see you next week and we're and have a great week and we love you bye 